Moolah Law is brought to you by the nonprofit credit counseling agency, Credit Canada, and by Home Equity Bank, provider of the CHIP reverse mortgage. Welcome back. Moolala Money Made Simple is brought to you in part by Credit Canada. I am the CEO of the organization and we are Canada's longest standing nonprofit credit counseling agency. Our mission is to help people get out of debt so they can get back into life. Listen, debt is a brutal reality for millions of Canadians. It starts to pile on for lots and lots of different reasons, job loss, divorce, illness, bad luck, you name it. Our accredited credit counselors are available to help you understand your current financial situation and take you through all your options on how to move forward. And there really are options out there. So go to creditcanada.com. We are nonprofit. As I said, the counseling is free and judgment free. We know there is a pay gap between genders. The data has illustrated this problem for years and years and years. And it exists for, it exists for many underrepresented groups uh, in, in our cultural mosaic in Canada too. One of the strategies to address it is to increase the level of pay transparency in the job market. Why will that help? How could it work? When will it happen? Alison Venditti is a career coach and the founder of Mums at Work, which is an organization that helps women find jobs they love. She is here with her context on that. Hello there. Hi, how are you? You argue that pay transparency is one way to fix or at least uh, affect the wage gap. Why? So for Canadian listeners, this is something that is normalized and unionized employers and has been for decades. So mm-hmm. any union job you apply to, you know exactly what you're going to make, exactly what everybody else makes, exactly what's on the table. When I switched from working in unions to corporate and nobody talked about money, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of the fastest ways to close that pay gap um, because then you'll, everybody knows what everybody else is making and it becomes unacceptable for some people to be making 50% more than someone else in the same job. And there's a a nuance here in that with the same job, it's indefensible. You can't even fathom it. But one of the things that uh, happens is that you start to see, wait a sec, marketing gets paid a whole heck of a lot more than the couple. And the call center people may skew towards a different demographic group. How do employers navigate that kind of dynamic? Given that those the, the pay range for marketing is driven by the market for marketing jobs versus um, you know anything else that they might have a, a a political view about. So pay transparency doesn't address valuation of jobs. Mm. Uh, it's a pretty simple concept in the fact that if you're hiring someone, you should tell them what you're going to pay them, as opposed to pay equity, which is like the valuation of different types of roles. And then you know we can get into that thing where society devalues female dominated industries, but, you know, I digress. That's not really what pay transparency is meant to fix. It's meant to open up the conversation as to why these five people who all have very similar jobs in marketing have a span of $50,000 because one person is a man and one person's a woman. Mm. That's what it's meant to sort of drive out. It's not an all encompassing solution. What is the 
application of the pay transparency um, thinking that an individual could advocate for. And I'm asking that even though I know that most of this is going to be, the progress is going to be made by senior leaders who say, wait a sec, hold on, we just need to do this across the board. That That's not necessarily the audience to this right. show, but individuals are who work in organizations who are like, I do wonder how much I get paid or, or, or those kinds of things. What's, what's, what can they do? And so I'm going to argue that that is not actually how the change is going to be made. The okay. change is actually going to be made on the ground by people starting to talk about this. So if you're applying for a job and they say, you know, what's your salary range, you can beat them to the punch and be like, before we go down this path, can you please let me know what the salary range is? Because as an HR person, I will tell you a hundred percent, I have never, ever hired for a role that I did not know what I was going to pay that person ever in my life. And I was a headhunter for years. So that information is already there. It's up to individuals to A, start asking, B, start talking about it with your friends. Hey, Allison, um, what do you make? And I know how that uncomfortable, like that is so uncomfortable to ask someone that. So instead you can have this conversation with your coworker. Hey, do you make more than $100,000 or less than $100,000? It's called the over-under game. So Pay transparency absolutely will be the revolution pushed by individuals that then forces the hands of companies to answer their questions. If every person who applies for a job asks how much it's paying, soon it becomes a norm. So I argue that it's going to push this way as opposed to coming from on high. One of the things our listeners are used to me saying is any of these uncomfortable topics that you bring up, just blame it on me. So just say, I was listening to Bruce and Allison, and they said we should be talking about this. And here's how that goes. Now, uh, that it's uncomfortable sometimes. You get the information. What do you do if you realize that you're like 20 grand offside compared to the person sitting across from you at Starbucks? So as an HR person, um, we have that conversation. So I've had people come and say to me, "Um, I need to sit down. It's been brought to my attention that I am paid this amount of money less than some of my coworkers. How are we going to rectify that? And what did you say? And what did you say as an HR person? I said in my head, well, in my head, I'm like, yeah, you know, obviously that's a problem, but I will be very clear that we fix that very quickly or else we lose people very quickly. And honestly, for people who find out that they're being paid $20,000, $30,000 less Mm. than a coworker, they're already out the door. So pay transparency actually helps with retention. That is not a conversation that should be happening at work. And one of our top salespeople should not be finding out that they're paid that much less than someone else. It shouldn't happen. There is a gender dynamic here, not just in the numbers, but in the temperament, the level of confidence that some women feel versus some men. And I use that um, that context um, carefully because I don't want to generalize that every woman is afraid to ask for a raise and every man is super confident. But there, it, the data shows that women are less likely to storm into the boss's office than a guy and say, hey, raise time because. So what advice would you offer to women in engaging this con- in this conversation, even if it might make their blood run cold? That's the tricky part in that, like, we can't force people who were raised not to talk about money to suddenly be like, by the way, like, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to change your mind and do this. It, it takes more than that. So that's when you flip the coin and say, this is why it's so important to then, if you're dealing with that issue at work, to advocate for legislation. So that's what work is doing very actively. We have pay transparency legislation now in PEI. B 
BC has struck a roundtable. Ontario already has legislation. It should not be put on women to have these difficult conversations. Mm. We can do more as a society. This is a very simple way to, to, to normalize this. So that's what I would say. Go the other way. When you're asked the question, when it when an employer is asked the question, yep. quite often you will hear the that's because. So the wage gap is because, um, for our listeners, we're on Zoom. I can see Allison's face. She beamed from ear to ear because this is clearly a passionate, <laughs> now she's cackling. This is yeah. clearly a thing. So one of the that's becauses would be, well, that's because they've been here for 25 years. So while you're doing the exact same job, you've been here for two. How do you address some of the that's becauses? I would say, uh, great. I'd love to see your pay equity data on that. Okay. And for employers of a certain size, should that be readily accessible? For every employer, is it, they, so if they haven't done it, that's their indication that they need to start. Right. So Now, yeah. pay equity applies to different sizes of organizations, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Like yeah. the standard is lower if you've got five people in the office. So I would say that like other than legislatively, if you're not doing pay equity reviews, which most employers are, yeah. um, then you have a problem. Uh, so it doesn't need to be mandated for employers to review it. Most big employers are not mandated by pay equity legislation, except for federal. So, but that's a very quick trip to like putting HR down the road running. Mm. Now, uh, there will be those men and women who will be concerned about being painted with the troublemaker brush for asking that question based on your personality, based on my personality, that has never been a concern for me. I am quite happy to stir the pot and uh, my, I wouldn't be surprised if you have been quite happy to stir the pot over the course of your career. There are many people who are simply not comfortable doing that. What options do they have? And also I'll preface for some people, it's not safe. Yeah. Like if, if you're in a, if you need this job, you can't rock the boat. Uh, like that is not an option for you. That is why advocacy groups are so important. I will say for some people, it is absolutely not safe. I'm not going to justify and say that everybody should be running out and doing this. If your job is at risk, you work for a smaller employer who, who would be like, get out. Um, no, it's not a good move. So for those people, I say that like, this is the absolute importance to have other people advocating for this because the change is not going to be made for those people. It is entirely unsafe for those people to have this conversation. We are in a period in which the employment uh, prospects for Canadians is so incredibly good in, in aggregate, right? Our, our unemployment rate is at historic lows. How does this change as things become more uncertain and as inevitably, maybe it's a year, maybe it's a month, maybe it's five years, that unemployment rate ticks up? Pay transparency for me and for most people falls under the diversity, equity, and inclusion. So we can't talk about equity at work if we're not talking about money. Mm. So that's where it sits for me. It doesn't sit in retention. It doesn't sit for attraction. It sits Mm. in equity. So if anybody in your organization is having real hard talks about diversity, equity, inclusion, and they're not talking about money in terms of equity, it doesn't mean anything. Right. They're talking about pride lunches and parades and safe space stickers on the door. So That's where you bring it up to be like, I understand we have a DEI initiative. How does pay factor into this? That's great. Allison, I really appreciate you making the time today. You are passionate, you are insightful, and you're clear on what we need to do and how we can do it better. Great. Thanks for having me. Allison Venditti is a career coach. She is the founder of Moms at Work. 
And she joined me to talk about why pay transparency is so critical, not just to fix uh, the wage gap, but also for our equity, diversity, and inclusion initiatives. Hi, it's me, your dad. Look, we need to talk. This isn't working. The missed payments, the collection calls, and all those sleepless nights. We need nonprofit debt counseling, and I found the perfect place. Credit Canada Debt Solutions. They're non-judgmental, 100% confidential. They'll negotiate with creditors and even stop interest. Don't you want to rebuild your credit? You deserve better. Break up with debt. Visit creditcanada.com. 